Hello and welcome to Victory Briefings, where we use the Word of God for a victorious life. I'm Dwight Hammond and I'm glad you're listening today. I believe this is a divine appointment with the Word of God. It blesses me to know where you're listening from. Send an email to mailbag at victorybriefings.net or you can post a comment in the mailbag at the bottom of a show notes on our webpage. I may mention your comment in the mailbag section at the end of the podcast. Be blessed by the Holy Spirit as he gives you new revelation knowledge as you hear God's word. I remember when I was lost. I didn't realize many things about destiny, the Bible, or even life in general, and had some hope of getting by in life. I wasn't stupid. I had skills. So I figured I could get a job and make my way to whatever the end of life's journey might bring. I thought I could do it alone, but I was lost. Now my mother taught Sunday school in a church down the road not too far from where we lived, and I had some high school friends who were Christians. I had heard about Jesus and the gospel for years, yet no one ever offered to lead me to Christ. I got invited to church a couple of times, but I had been to church with my aunt and my grandma when I was younger, and it was dry and boring, so I declined those offers. No one ever asked me if I was a Christian. Well, why should they? It was easy to tell that I was not. I was lost. One of my friends came from a happy church-going family. They were not timid about their relationship with God, and I learned many things from them, so I kind of wanted to be like them. Finally, out of desperation, one Saturday night, I'll tell you which Saturday night it was. It was February 10th, 1973. I prayed on my own to God, and Jesus came into my life. It was the most awesome thing I ever experienced, just me and Jesus. My friend rejoiced when I told him, and I started going with him to some Bible study meetings. So for the first 19 years of my life, I'd been around church people, and none of them really shared the gospel. At best, a couple of invitations to church. Why is that? My friend from high school was the only one that was able to talk to me directly about Jesus. Everyone else seemed to be fearful about sharing the gospel, almost as if church was a secret society. So I became a born-again Christian, and the next thing I knew, I was supposed to go out and tell somebody about it. You know, testify and witness. And I found that I, too, had a problem. I was shy all of a sudden about what God had done in my life. I was afraid to witness. Why? Why did I join an organization that grows only by sharing with others what happened to me so that it could happen to them? And it is the most fearful, difficult thing to do for most members of the organization. The same thing happens to many. It happened to you. You want to share the gospel and witness to others, yet you hold back as if you're not sure you want to do this because of fear of rejection or fear of failure. You clam up like a dummy at every opportunity to share, just like I did. I think Jesus coined the phrase, but wait, there's more. Luke 24:49 tells us, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. And then in Acts 1, verses 4 and 5, Luke reiterates, And being assembled together with them, 
he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me. And verse 5, For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Have you been stuck waiting? After waiting, the church received the promise of God and began to grow by the power of the gospel and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. If church depends on the Spirit's power to witness, why do so many churches deny the Holy Spirit? Many flat out teach against him. They continue to grieve the Holy Spirit by preaching against anyone who is filled with him. God did not change. The true church still operates in the Spirit. Please don't reject one-third of the Godhead and half of the Bible. This is a law I'm talking about, a spiritual law. Without the Holy Spirit's power to witness, fear sets in and nothing happens. Church is limited to only a few families persuaded by traditions. Any growth is at a snail's pace, and nobody wants to join a stagnant, shy bunch of people. Let's look at John fifteen twenty six. It says, But when the Helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, will testify of me. We are not good at testifying, because we, by ourselves, don't have the power to do it if we're not filled with the Spirit. It is not merely a human action. We need the Helper. It's his responsibility. Testifying is in his job description. To witness and testify powerfully about the resurrected Christ, supernatural power is required. Apart from the Holy Spirit, we got nothing. Acts 1.8 tells us, But ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Notice that the power to witness comes after the Holy Ghost comes upon you. To eternally impact the life of a person with the truth of Jesus, you must yield to the leading and the power of the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 4 verse 33 tells us, And with great power he gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Testifying of Jesus is truly effective when it's done in relation to the power of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. So why should I lean on my own understanding when it comes to witnessing? Why should I reduce the power of the resurrection to a church program? The Holy Spirit was sent to testify of Jesus. No one is more ready to testify than him. None of the people I was around in my youth were filled with the Spirit. They didn't have the power to witness to me. Only my high school friend had a true relationship with the Holy Spirit. I never told anyone about Jesus until after I was filled with the Spirit. There really are two acts of grace, salvation and power. Now when I witness, instead of rejection... The power and love of the Holy Spirit holds the person's attention. It's a lot more difficult for people to reject the power of God's Spirit than me. They stand still and listen about the resurrection of Jesus and what he's done for them. Because now it is the Spirit speaking through me as I yield to the Helper. If you are reluctant to witness like I was, open your heart to the Holy Spirit. He lives in you, and it's his job to witness Jesus said, He will testify of me. Ask the Holy Spirit to work through you. He's your partner, your helper. 
Tell him you want to get to know him better. Then just begin to listen, and he will reveal himself to you in a deeper relationship. Talk to him in the morning time. When you are filled with the Helper, it's easier for him to work through you. You will then want others to be saved and filled. Like a full tank of gas takes you farther, being filled spiritually will take you farther spiritually. You have power to witness. He lives in you. Ask him to take you farther. I'll leave you with Luke 11, verses 11 through 13. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? God bless you. I hope you are subscribed and make it a part of your ministry to share this message with others. If you've been blessed here and want to support this podcast, visit the support page on the website. God bless you, my friend. This program and other materials are available at victorybriefings.net.